Heather McDonald has got the juices scoop. When you're on the road, when you're on the go, Juicy Scoop is the show to know. She talks Hollywood tales, her real life Mr. Sacred Serial Data, and Serial Sister. You'll be addicted and addicted fast to the number one tabloid real life podcast. Listen in, listen up. Woo woo. Heather McDonald. Juicy Scoop. Hello and welcome to Juicy Scoop. Hope you had a great Labor Day weekend. I know that it's Thursday, but I'm recording this fresh from my weekend um, because I did Tuesday's show before I left. But you guys, you know what's coming around the corner are the live Juicy Scoops. Now the holiday is done. Your kid is back in school. It's time for some you time, and you better schedule some fun to look forward to. And you're going to do that by going to heathermcdonald.net looking at all the dates and all the cities I have and figuring out which one's in your town, which one you'd like to go to visit, which one you want to make a girl's trip or a really fun time with your husband or best friend. It's all happening. The the next one up is St. Paul, September 16th and Chicago, September 17th with Justin Martindale. Get those tickets now at heathermcdonald.net. Okay, you guys here, Peter and I had a really great time. Such a great weekend. Um, in the OC and Newport. I went to one of the most gorgeous houses that I've been secreting going to. I would go buy it on my boat. I would see it for the last year. And I'd say, one day I'll be invited to a party there. Guys, it happened. I went to this fabulous dinner party. Peter and I are so happy to be in front of the sunset. It involved a bartender, two, two caviar um, stations for only about 12 people, Oysters, full sit-down dinner with a chef coming out and explaining it and someone serving me. It's everything I secreted when I told you on last week, I said to Chris, that's the only stuff I'm jealous of. Well, I got invited. I'm going to tell you all about it. It was so fun. So fun. Oh, Kelly Dodd is the one who got me invited. And really, she has some fabulous friends. And um, here I am enjoying caviar. You're probably like, Heather, what is so great about it? I'm just telling you. Something about the little pancake with caviar and the egg and the separated egg. They separate the yolk from the white. The onion, it just, in, it's just, I don't know if it's because it's always at something fabulous. I'm usually, I never have paid for it. Maybe that's why I love it. It's the whole thing, guys. Then we had so much fun with Jeff Lewis, Chef Stu, his boyfriend, and my fr- girlfriend, Krista, and our kids. We all stayed at the Pelican Hill. And... Just too many juicy stories to tell. So join Patreon. You will not regret it. And that is at heathermcdonald.net. Click on Patreon. Okay, now let's get into... Also, I just want to say, oh, then I went to a party, another party with Dr. Drew and Susan Pinsky, which I got to talk about all the hot topics that happened over the weekend with Drew. And some I'm going to share here. Some's going to have to be shared on Patreon. And um, went to a fabulous house in Laguna on Monday and enjoyed the beach and here I am with his beautiful daughter, Paulina, and wife, Susan, and just so much fun. Just the best. because. But I was overwhelmed with how many things happened over the weekend, and I'm excited to get into it. All right, you guys. Some of you might be sick of the Britney Spears thing. I am going to talk about it, and I do have passion, and my mind does change with different information because not only am I a fan of Britney Spears, her music, 
I have mental illness in my family. I am a performer. I have two teenage boys. I live about 15 minutes from her. All of it. So that is why I'm I'm obsessed with brown pumps. I like to dance myself. You know, look, that is why I talk about it. But some really kind of crazy things to get you up to date. What I think is really sad at this point is I think it's really fair to say that there is generational mental illness in this family. Jamie, the dad's mother, I believe, committed suicide. He obviously, Jamie, the dad, has struggled with um, substance abuse and dealing and with the way he treated his daughter, Brittany, and control. Brittany obviously has suffered some level of mental illness And it's just really sad. And then you compile that with huge fandom, huge, you know, being the biggest rock star music person in the world, having the world see your breakdown 15 years ago when your two boys were only one and two years old. I get it, you know, and thank God for the Britney fans and free Britney because it's because of you. And she even says that that she's finally out of this conservatorship that what we could all agree was a complete violation of her rights. And I mean, even Dr. Drew said, you could walk out on the corner right now and see 10 people that did, that needs to be in a conservatorship a million times more than Britney Spears. So we can all agree with that. What is sad is now the 15 and 16-year-old boys have come into play. And actually, Jaden, the one that's being more vocal, is the younger brother. He's only 15. Preston is the older one. And K-Fed, Kevin Federline, just did an interview with um, Australia 60 Minutes in which he says, according to Page Six, who watched it, I did not see it, he claims that Britney Spears' dad, Jamie Spears, saved the pop star's life by becoming her conservator, conservator after a breakdown. So obviously people that are huge Britney fans do not agree. And in all this that's been going on, she has addressed her son's uh, uh, who stopped coming to her house, who when they did come, she stated, um, just went into their room or took a nap or just played piano. And um, and then in doing that, the boys had Kevin release times that they've recorded their mother on the iPhone, which by the way, you guys, everybody is recording everybody. So think about when you're going to fight with your spouse, your best friend, or your kid, they are recording you and you never know what's going to come out. Those those times where the boys at probably 11 and 12 who nothing makes a kid more angry than if you destroy their controllers or if you take their phone away. It, it is a complete mental breakdown and they feel it's a complete violation of their rights. Somewhere in these arguments, she took the phone away and he, he recorded them. 99% of the mothers were like, I don't think that's that bad what she said. K-Fed's a jerk. Then people start going, well, K-Fed is about to lose his $40,000 a month. We, I didn't know it was 40 until Brittany said it, which I'll get to it, of child support in three years when Jaden turns 18. And what has he done? He's never had a job. And so what's he going to do now? And it's just really sad because anybody that's that shares uh, children with someone else meaning those kids have two homes. Whether you're famous, rich Britney Spears, whether you're Alec Baldwin and Kim Bassinger, whether you're just two middle-class people who are shuffling their kids back and forth, 
It sucks. And you know who it sucks most for? The kids. Ask any kid that had to do this. It's very, very hard. And, um, and if you're the parent going through it, I sympathize with you too. I know you're trying to be the best parent. I know you probably hate your ex and you didn't want to stay with them forever and you certainly shouldn't have. But you have to know that these, these kids are kids and they're not going to have the capability of realizing how hard your situation is. They're just going to know that you forgot to bring my soccer outfit. Um, I don't want to go to dad's this weekend because I, there's a party next door to my mom's house that I'd rather go to, but it's my dad's weekend. It just sucks. So now you got to think about the two kids that have been raised by KFED and have obviously been around their grandparents a lot, which is Lynn Spears, her mom, who she also blames for for being uh, compliant in this whole thing, and, Jay- and Jamie, the dad, who now she says, Brittany says, should be in jail now that she's free and reflecting on the shitty experience she had for the last 13 years while she worked her ass off. So, but the boys have had a, a nice steady life with KFET. And I believe they love their mom, but I'm just coming from the perspective of that. So now Jaden, the 15-year-old, did some interview in which he said, um, you know, I, I, my grandma and papa are good people and they really care about my mom. And I, I just can't see my mom right now, but one day we'll come face to face. Well, obviously that really pissed off Brittany. And she chose to reinstate her Instagram, which disappeared for a minute. And first she did two letters to them that she like wrote out and put on there, which was pretty much like telling them like, how dare you? And wasn't happy with it. I don't remember all the details of that. Then I, it was, someone made me aware because I wasn't on my phone at this time on Monday night, but I went to my DMs and said, you got to listen to this. And for one hour, Brittany did a seven minute about audio reel that she put on Instagram talking directly to Jaden, but she put it on her Instagram. And we know it's not a mistake. One thing this girl knows how to work is Instagram. And she put it on there and, um, and I get it. And now I'm just thinking about like all of it. Like I'm thinking about how as a mom, that's worked really hard and you feel like your kids don't realize it and you feel like your kids are completely team your ex and ex family and you're pissed and the fans are telling you, you go queen, you're the best. Oh my God, I can't believe your kids are doing this to you. And you want to say what you want to say to your kid, like, hey, you little shit. Do you not see what I've done for the last 20 years? I totally get it. Well, that's what she did. And for a lot of us, maybe we've said that to our kid. Um, Maybe we've been like, I mean, I'll be honest. One of my most vivid memories of my mother was she was feeling herself as a realtor, okay? (laughs) She'd been working maybe a year and a half. I don't think my dad had joined her in the business yet. After 17 years of being a stay-at-home mom, she was making her own money and she was damn good at it. And I think it was a Friday night and she had a few drinks. And I was about eight years old and I said, oh, mom, I just... uh, I was talking to Johnny or whatever. I was just telling a story, not thinking about it. And I'm like, Johnny's dad got a job and he's moving. And she put her drink down in a dramatic way. She always kind of wanted to be an actress. And she put her drink down and she's like, you little shit. And you didn't get me the listing? 
Now, listen, I told Dr. Drew that story, and he's like, that is pretty awful. And I'm like, it is. And it's one of the stories that I reminded my mom of for the last 35 years, and she laughed at it. Because she realized, you're right, that's absolutely horrible. Like, why are you telling it? Like, but I was like, you're right, Mom. I'm a little shit because I live in this house based on how many listings we get and sell. It's a little, you know, I need to get my boots on the ground, put my ear to conversations and find out who the hell is getting divorced and who's moving. Okay, I knew that. But at the time... I mean, that's like an opening scene for a made-for-TV movie, made movie about the life of Heather McDonald. Like, it is dramatic. It's a shitty mom move. My dad got really mad at her and was like, how do you do, How dare you? Like, don't do that. How, what are you doing? You're crazy, woman. <laughs> Put down the Chardonnay. So all these thoughts are going through my mind, you guys, as I'm dealing with this Britney drama and feeling it. So I listened to the tape, the, the, the reel. And she tells Jaden how how upset she is, how that um, you know, oh, am I am I not worthy of your love now that I'm not on tour, responsible for two eighteen wheelers and a bunch of people on tour, um, you know, and in when you came to my house, you went on the piano and your brother slept, and then you left two hours early, and if I didn't have the best food and showering you with gifts, and by the way, when she said. And if I didn't shower, that's – and I thought, is she going to say that they got mad if she wasn't, like, freshly showered? But she, then she went on to say, if I didn't shower you with gifts, um, you know, and wasn't the perfect fucking mother, it wasn't good enough for you. And um, for you to say that Papa, meaning Jamie, the dad um, – was a good dad just lets me know that you are just like the rest of my family. You want to believe there's something wrong with me. You like it when there's something wrong with me. You're whispering in my house about me. Well, you know what? I don't need you either, basically, is what she said. And I've, I've loved you with all my heart. Um, I don't need you whispering about me. Beautiful boy. I want to see you more. And when I said that, you called your dad. And, you know, I haven't seen you since. And um, so, like, all of that was just horrifying. She did take it down in an hour. But at the end of it, um, she said, and, you know, I, I can't believe that God would put me through what he put me through for the last 13 years. And then for you to be treating this, me the same way, I'm paraphrasing, because of that, I actually don't believe there's a God. And I'm now an atheist, y'all. And that's how it ended. So I had my 16-year-old Brandon come listen to it. And I just said, just tell me your thought. I made him listen to all seven minutes. And he's like, well, wow, I think it's pretty harsh to tell your son that he's the reason why you no longer believe in God. That is what my 16-year-old, from listening to it once, interpreted it as. And I thought, you know, that's interesting. Because I've talked about him with the Britney Spears stuff. I've, talked to, I've said to Brandon, like, what would you, you know, and you know, I've told you, Brandon's like, I don't want you to have an OnlyFans, ever have an OnlyFans. Would you do that? Yes, that would embarrass me. And then the other hand, they were like, well, if it means we can live in Newport Beach. I mean, we, we joke. We joke. But I'm saying, like, I have a very open conversation. But the difference between my boys is that Peter and I have remained married. We've never been separated. We don't have a perfect marriage. We're not perfect parents. But 
that is a, a definitely different life perspective than two little kids that whose faces are from when their mother was holding them, hiding in a bathroom before she had her 5150. I mean, and the fact that they're like very well spoken and, you know, one obviously enjoys music and they, you know, are in school and they have friends and they seem to, you know, be articulate, says something about the fact that they have done okay with this craziness. So then I I did a little video, a little reaction video like thirst traps do that are on the internet and myself being one of them. And I just shared that Brandon said that. And immediately I started seeing the comments like, you, you, you read it wrong. You're an idiot. You always mix up words, Heather. You don't know. And I'm like, I didn't. I told you what my son interpreted it. And then I was like, well, now I'm putting my son's opinion at risk. And I don't want people to find my son and be like, we hate you, Brandon. You're not Team Brittany. Okay? The point is, she put it out there to her 47 million followers. I understand why she did. Because she gets a lot of love from her followers telling her that she can do no wrong. And if that's the only place she's getting the love because she's not getting it from her family, I understand. So anyway, I took it down because I was like, you know what? I I don't want to put my kid in jeopardy and have his opinion be criticized. So, you know, in conclusion, I was like, here I'm sharing about my son, though I didn't put him on blast, but his opinion is going to be criticized because this is such a heated topic. And it's such a heated topic because for all the reasons I said in this chunk of time that I've talked about it. And I'm happy that she took it down. And, um, and you know, one thing I will say, though, is, you know, she brought up in this, also in the letters that she wrote or something she said to Jaden, I guess you enjoy being with your dad who smokes pot every day. He lets you do what you want. Um, I'm going to take, you know, what's he going to do? Could he at least mow the lawn? He hasn't worked, you know, in all these years. And, um, he gets 40000 a month from me. And I just want to say, you know, when we all talk about being feminists and everything, I think it's interesting that women are the first to be the rudest about a father that is the main caretaker. And like, so, okay, so it would be better if she was on the road all the time and K-Fed was a traveling salesman. And they just had nannies. Would that have been better if he would have been working and making maybe ten thousand a month, and instead of like being the person that was home with these kids as well as the kids' half siblings? I mean, I'm just saying. Think about that. You don't have to like him. You can be really pissed, but at least she had him. A st- he didn't. You know, he's never been to rehab. He's never. I'm just saying. Like, look, I'm not dying to, like, hang out with K-Fed, but I'm just saying he was a constant force in the kid's life that is the most most responsible thing he could do. And, yeah, is the money going to stop? Yeah, hopefully he invested. Hopefully he's got some other things going. Maybe he's going to start a podcast. Maybe he's going to get his real estate license. Clearly those are the only two jobs to have in L.A. So maybe he could do those. But um, I'm just saying if if the roles are reversed – and your parents got divorced, and your dad woke up every fi- every day at 5 a.m. to run the bakery, and your mom was a stay-at-home mom, would you really appreciate your dad being like, tell your mom that her lazy ass didn't get up at 5 a.m. like I did? And, I, and the reason you have a roof over your head is because I made these donuts, you little shit. Think about it like that. Even though she's a superstar, she worked hard. 
But a lo- every parent works hard to provide for their family. And when you have children, you're to provide for them. Now, if she doesn't want to provide for them after 18, that's her prerogative. And that's the boy's choice to not go to her house and try to mend this relationship. If the boys came over to me, I would be like, absolutely mend your relationship with your mother. See her at least once a week for brunch. Text her. Call her. But in doing that, make a truce that you take this relationship offline and you both respect it. And that's what my advice would be. Hopefully, Brittany and Jaden and Preston are, are listening. You guys know I travel a lot, usually to get on a plane to see you to do a show. And I have a very hard time deciding what to bring. And I'm going to admit it, I'm an overpacker. That's okay, because this holiday season, Away offers a range of suitcases, bags, and other travel essentials made for different types of travelers, from the overpackers, that's me, to the minimalists, to the travel expert, to everyone in between. With its versatile collection of suitcases, bags, and travel accessories, Away offers the perfect holiday gifts for every traveler. I just got the medium size. That is the perfect size, and it's not too big. It still lets me overpack and come home and be like, "Mm, I didn't wear those things. I don't care because every suitcase comes with an interior organization system that includes a built-in compression pad to help me pack even more and hidden and removable laundry bag that separates my dirty laundry. But what I really love is the four 360 spinner wheels, guaranteeing the smoothest roll even through the most hectic of airports and stations. It really makes the whole experience less exhausting having this great bag. Also, there's a 100-day trial on everything Away makes. So take the product on the road. Live with it. Travel with it. Get lost with it for 100 days. If you decide it's not the bag for you, you can return any non-personalized item for a full refund during that period. Okay? No ifs, ands, or buts. This holiday season, gift away at awaytravel.com slash juicy. That's awaytravel.com slash juicy. Little other juicy scoop, Backwood, Backwoods Barbie. I want to say her name right because she's funny and she's got a good Instagram. She told me that there's a conspiracy theory going on and she did her own research where people think that Sam, the husband of Brittany, was at one time a paparazzi. And they she gathered up some photos. So if you want to go to my YouTube, I have the photos here of him Sam present day, and then his two photos of when he looked younger. It looks like he possibly had some work done or he just matured and his face thinned out. And a guy that the Britney fans think might have been the paparazzi. If he was a paparazzi who then was also a backup dancer, because we know he definitely met her as a backup dancer, but if he was a paparazzi who sometimes somehow got to her and said, by the way, I dance, and now he's been her companion for 10 years... That's fine. Who cares? You know, Whitney Houston, the movie The Bodyguard, she fell in love with Bodyguard. Like, it's not unheard of that you'd fall in love with someone that, like, is around you or works for you. But otherwise, but it could be a little creepy, but okay. The other thing is, the theory is, is has he always been paid by the family to be with her? I don't believe that someone would love and be consistent in someone's life for that long just to live in Thousand Oaks in Malibu. I don't. I think a really wealthy home and all that kind of stuff gets old after a while. And so I don't believe it, but I think the theory is interesting. Okay. Also crazy juicy scoop that involves Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and Vanderpump. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, we have Garcelle. 
she has an older son from who is probably about 28 years old. So she had him in her early 20s with, I guess, her first husband. That boy, Oliver, has been featured on the show. He's t- he's good looking. Um, he has struggled with drug and- drugs and alcohol. And Garcelle was honest about that. He fell in love with a woman who had three kids. They got married and have a little baby boy named OJ. And I guess he needed a job or whatever. Garcelle got him a job with Lisa Vanderpump working at, I believe, the Vegas um, restaurant of Vanderpump. I assume he was is being used on the show. I'm not sure. Over the long weekend, his wife started to reveal on her Instagram, because that's what you do when you're fighting with your family, is, and she wrote this long thing that basically in a nutshell said, um, Oliver, my husband, father of my child, stepdaughter, stepfather to the three of my kids, has been cheating with numerous women, numerous customers that come in and out of the Vanderpump restaurants. And I've seen the DMs, and I think she shared some of them, but he's also pursued Raquel and Raquel of DJ James Kennedy, ex-girlfriend, and has been on a date with her and made out with her. And this is proven to be true. And I don't know if it's all for the show, but I'm telling you, Vanderpump Rules is going to be pretty damn good because Raquel also hooked up, made out, whatever, with Tom Sandoval. Sorry, Tom Schwartz, who is married to Katie on the show, and they are getting divorced or are divorced at Sheena Shea's wedding in Mexico. And it's my understanding Katie um, was not knew about something going on and was not planning on attending the wedding, but was already there already had her tickets and everything. So she was there. So people were wondering, was this like at the rehearsal dinner that then Katie decided not to go to the wedding? No, she it was, I guess, established a little bit before, but she wanted to enjoy her time anyway. So Raquel is, you know, she is sowing her wild oats. and um, But I think it was Raquel's understanding that they were separated or weren't together and that he was essentially just a single dad of a two-year-old who works at the restaurant who gets to appear on the show. He, Oliver's wife said he doesn't get paid to be on the show just to be a waiter and that she actually has supported all of his endeavors and she's trying to get a real estate license and study for this goddamn test and he's not supporting her. <sighs> well, listen... You know, she's very, she's a pretty blonde. Get that license and you know where you can work, selling <laughs> selling Sunset. I don't know, you guys. This is all real, though. This is not set up for the show. And I feel badly for Garcelle. It's not her problem. Her son is 28. Um, but that was the messiness there. Um, okay, so then I want to get into um, Spencer Pratt. Our juicy scooper, Spencer Pratt, went on TikTok and answered a TikTok challenge, who's the rudest celebrity you ever met? He said it was 2009. Heidi and I got invited to our first big NBC, um, like president of NBC, Malibu Mansion party uh, at his, you know, and we couldn't believe we were there. So it was like such an A-list event. And they see all these other people that are in the NBC world, including Lisa Kudrow of Friends. 
And Lisa, no one was talking to them. Everyone was shunning them like they were second class citizens at this like much more higher echelon party to the point where they actually thought, is this like a hidden camera show? Like we're not supposed to be there because they knew where they were in the reality world. Anyway, Lisa Kudrow comes up to Spencer, according to Spencer, and looks at Heidi and is like, your man has serial killer eyes. You need to get away from him or he will kill you. And they're like, is this a joke? And it wasn't. And she walked away. So to him, it was really horrible. Now, we all know that Spencer and Heidi really are like the cutest couple. You heard him on my show. He's a devoted husband and dad. He's a great son. Like, he's not. And he's been very honest about how he played a role in keeping his fame going, as well as their image being distorted by the show in in which they kind of agreed to, kind of didn't, but it is what it is. So at the height of this, everybody thought Spencer Pratt was the worst guy in the world. And I don't think we knew enough about reality TV at the time that Lisa Kudrow could have said this. So she might have thought, you're in it too, or this is obviously these two aren't going to be together in 2022. Like, this is going to happen. But I wrote Spencer, and I'm like, wait, what is a story? And you know, so then he goes, I, I cleared up the story. You can go to my TikTok and watch it. He wanted to get one more view. He wasn't going to tell me on text. I was like, okay, fine. So I watch it. Now, then Bethany Frankel gets in the game and makes a comment and being like, she was weird or rude to me on my talk show and Bethany had her talk show. I'm like, God, does Thirst Trap Bethany Frankel have to get in this too? Well, guess who's thirstier? Me. And I'm entering the talk. What do you call it? Heather has entered the chat. Lisa Kudrow grew up in Tarzana, which is next door to Woodland Hills, and she went to Taft High School. I did the Groundlings, and she was my teacher for Intermediate, which is the second course. I completely connected with her as a teacher. I loved her style of teaching. I thought she was great. She was missing a lot of um, – uh, she missed some of the classes, and we'd have other teachers do it because she was a regular on Mad About You with Paul Reiser as the kooky waitress. At the end of it, she said to me, um, I am going to leave the Groundlings, So, meaning I can never do a, a show on a Friday or Saturday night anymore. There were 30 people that could be in it, and their only way that they can graduate new people into the Groundlings of that 30 is if someone leaves. Most people leave once they get a TV show or get SNL, but a lot of thirst traps at the Groundlings wouldn't leave. Because they were like, well, if the show doesn't work out, I still want to perform for 99 people on a Friday or Saturday night. When it's like, you clearly don't need it. This is where you get discovered, not where you keep performing when you're 48. But there were some. Lisa wasn't going to be that person. And I even said to her, "You are you sure? And she goes, well, I got this pilot and it's going to follow Seinfeld. I go, what's it about? And she goes, it's about um, six friends living in New York. And I just imagined her like sitting in a subway, like on a, you know, like in a scene of like a New York subway. And I was like, mm. I mean, a lot of pilots don't get picked up, Lisa. Are you sure you want to give away that spot at Groundlings? And she's like, yeah, I feel pretty confident my career is in a good spot. And I was like, all right, girl, I trust you. So she was completely nice. And then she had to call me to tell me if I had to repeat the course or go on to the next level of lab. And I remember exactly where I was driving on Wells Drive. And she called me and like, I'll probably cry right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> but she gave me so much confidence. She was like, not everybody gets it. You 100% get comedy. 
you're you're a good writer. You do nor you do real characters. You don't th do these stock phony characters. Keep doing it. You're gonna make it. Like <laughs> so embarrassing. But I, so then. I always remember that. I always loved it. I loved her career. I loved where she went. I loved her show, The Comeback. Loved it. And that was about reality TV. And that was, um, she was way ahead of her time in coming up with that concept because it was all about the behind the scenes of this woman trying to make it back in Hollywood after she had a corny sitcom. And she gets a reality show about her life with her um, finance husband and her horrible stepdaughter and it was fucking brilliant and it was ahead of its time and I loved it and anyway then she came on Chelsea once and I loved talking to her and I probably cried then and then the last time I talked to her was about five years ago we were doing we were both on some talk show and she I think was promoting her other one where she played a therapist it was like this I don't know if it was an online show but she played this therapist she was always doing different creative things with characters, and she was so smart. She, I think, she went to Vassar or Vander, no Vassar, and her like her dad was a doctor, so she had like a she had like a math mind that actually like Keenan Ivory Wayne, who was an engineer major, that could figure out the math of the comedy. Like Keenan always say, um, the math of the joke doesn't work. Like there is a a. Like, really, that's why there's, like, all the Harvard people that write a lot of comedy. It's like, you know, sometimes you think, a comedian, what are you doing going to, like, an Ivy League school? Ivy, like, I can't even talk. Ivy League school. Why aren't you just, like, a dumb idiot like Heather McDonald who can't pronounce any words? Like, that, she's funny, you know. But there's a lot of people in the business that are, like, highly, highly intelligent. So, anyway, end of my story is I see her at this thing. I start crying again because at that point, five years ago, I felt very confident in my, comp in my uh, career as far as, like, I had a following. I had my podcast. I could survive. I was a headliner. I had books. And I really felt like she gave me that confidence all those years back, just like you would go to an English teacher or a dance teacher or whatever. So to Bethany Frankel, who met her on a talk show, I don't know. Everybody that came on our talk show couldn't have been nicer. It's a pretty pleasant experience going on a talk show. I went on Bethany Frankel's talk show, and Bethany was very nice to me. Couldn't have been nicer. I will say I do remember one of the topics on the show. It was like a, it was like a panel or something, or I was a guest. I can't remember. But she was doing, like, questions or dating, and it was about getting a gift from, oh, this was, I commented on it. This was it. Okay. What do you do when your boyfriend gives you a gift you don't like? And my advice back then was the advice I give now is, or your husband, please let your husband or your boyfriend know what you expect on a holiday, what kind of gift you like, tell them, show them, take screen grabs, whatever. I just saw a TikTok where people will take their husband's phone and just say a bunch of things they that they want, you know, like... Um, Louis Vuitton shoes, size nine, like, you know, all this stuff. And then it'll come in their reels and they'll come in their, uh, TikTok of what to get. Um, but anyway, I said that. And then Bethany was like, here's the thing. We've all been there. You get the Tiffany blue box. It's not your style. And I'm looking at this audience of New Yorkers. And I was like, you know what? I think this show might have trouble for daytime because Bethany is not relatable. She has had like four fiancés, 
all very successful men. She's super successful in her own right. She was raised very wealthy. She was around wealthy people. She lives in this New York life that everybody gets the Tiffany box. And I'm like, most women have not received a Tiffany box. Anyway, but Bethany's always been nice to me when I've met her, pretty much. Pretty much. There's this one time, but they're pretty much. And, um, but Lisa Kudrow is like, to me, just wonderful. I 100% believe Spencer. I 100% think it hurt him. And like, you think about that kind of shit. And the truth is, like, just because someone's a comedian or a reality show star, they have feelings too. And I'm sure she regrets it. And people have feelings. And in speaking of, um, let me see where, oh, so then, so then Kanye, I guess did a bunch of tweets, which I'm going to get into. He went off and then, uh, and one of the tweets, which he said he didn't write was friends is not funny. And then Courtney Cox jumped into the mix. Here's the thing. Everybody has to give their opinion. Everyone has to do a clap back. And so Courtney Cox was home. One of her people that work for her go, look, you could make a funny video of you listening to Kanye's song, Don't Be So Heartless, seeing the tweet about, you know, Friends wasn't funny. She shared it with her 12 million followers. Listen, we all have to say it and why not? It's fun. It's fun that stars can take control of their own narrative. And if someone says something about you that isn't true, you can go on TikTok and go, Okay, it was true, but you don't know that my cat died that day and I, I, you know, whatever. Like, you can at least get it right out immediately, your response. So, she defended a friend. Okay, now this, I'm going to talk about something very serious and disturbing that happened over the weekend. I did talk about this um, on my Patreon uh, because I didn't know where it was going to go, and I wanted to give my true opinion, and it's on the Get Me Behind Gates um, Patreon. But now I can share a little bit more because more has come out. So, Ari Spears and Tiffany Haddish. Um, Ari Spears was on Mad TV. A lot of people don't know who Ari Spears was. He was on Mad TV. He's a headlining comedian. He's been around for like 30 years. And Tiffany Haddish, of course, we all know. So, two... Two individuals, Jane and John Doe, are coming forward with a lawsuit. And they have been trying to file this for a while. It did get filed. And I don't know what they're asking for. I don't know if that is clear. But it was unfiled for a while in which um, Nick Ritchie had it on his Instagram. and But it said unfiled. And I'm like, I'm not touching this. And I read a couple pages of it. And it was the story of this girl who's now 22 said when she was 14, her mom was an aspiring stand-up comic and her mom met Tiffany Haddish and they were friendly in the comedy world. She as a 14 year old, I guess was interested in acting and her little brother was 70, seven, seven at 14. Tiffany contacted the mom was like, I'm doing this sketch with Ari Spears that your daughter would be perfect for. She picks up the daughter in her car, buys her lunch, brings her over. They make the daughter look at some video of two people eating like a Subway sandwich, almost like um, Lady in the Tramp, where they're eating like a spaghetti together. And then they say, we need you to make those sounds, make those sounds like they're making. And she felt uncomfortable. At that point, Tiffany came over, according to the suit, and like showed her how to mock fellatio. 
That's all I read on that of her part. And that was when she was 14. So now she's, yeah, now she's 20. So that was like six years ago, whatever. The boy is 14 today. And this happened when he was seven. So we're going to go back seven years, which today is 2022. And I'm getting better at my math. So that would take us to 2015. Thanks. That he was, that he was contacted by Tiffany through the mom to do a sketch. And Tiffany, according to the suit, they said, Tiffany said, this is a reel to get him seen by Nickelodeon execs. They will, the, the sketch, which has now been seen, it's everywhere. And it's called Through a Pedophile's Eyes. And it was uploaded to funny.com where you could, at that time, there was funny, um, funnyordie.com. There was their own production, but then it was a kind of thing where almost like a YouTube where you could put up your own. Since this has come out, Funny and Die said, we, uh, we saw the video back in 2018 and immediately took it down. Well, that tells me it's been, it was at least up for a minimum of two years. Okay. So it wasn't immediately taken down. They just, in my opinion, it, it would have had to been up for two years. The video, which I have seen, is not funny and in awful taste. And the idea behind it, the comedy idea behind it is Tiffany Haddish plays a single mom that wants to go and get her groove on. So she's always dropping her kid off at the uncle's house, who's a pedophile. And at one point, she's like, ah, I got to go to the post office. The next, she's like, ah, I got to go to the bank. By the third time, she's really scantily dressed, and it's 10 at night. She's clearly going to the club, and she doesn't care that she's dropping off her kid with this guy. In it, it's really graphic in, in the thoughts that the guy has of what he wants to do to the kid, what the kid's in the bathtub. We never see any nudity of the kid, but the kid is in his underwear, and it's very, it's very disturbing how it's shot. And it's shot cheaply. Like, they did it themselves. They did it in a cup, in a house that probably one of them lived in, whatever. So then, um, so it's bad. Uh, but there's no indication that the kids were actually molested during any of these things that we can see in the video. But they're saying they were. Um, so, I mean, I don't know if Tiffany wrote this or not. She then did a statement saying, um, I know people have a bunch of questions. Now, she did this like two days after this came out. She just did a statement, turned off the comments. She wrote, I know people have a lot of questions. I get it. I'm right here with you. Unfortunately, because there is an ongoing legal case, there's very little I can say right now. But clearly, while this sketch was intended to be comedic, it was not funny at all. And I deeply regret having agreed to act in it. Good choice of words. I don't know if she wrote it. I don't know if it was her idea. I don't know if they collaborated on it or if he really did just call her up and go, hey, I have a couple sketch ideas I want you to be a part of. Do you, can you be in it and do you know any kids? We don't know that part of it. And I deeply regret having agreed to act in it. I really look forward to being able to share a lot more about this situation as soon as I can. Her attorneys have said that um, the, this mom and these two kids that are now 20 and 14 um, we're trying to get attorneys to take this case for a while. Nobody would take it, and therefore they filed it themselves. Now, I would think once they filed it, another attorney might come and go, well, certainly I'll represent you now. Now that it's out there, I'll represent you. 
Uh, but, you know, if they came to Tiffany Haddish and was like, we're going to file this unless you give us this money, that would have been seen as extortion or blackmail. So I I don't know. Um, they only got paid $100 for each scene because it was like a non-union on an Internet thing. But um, and then part of the suit said after the sketch with the boy, um, Tiffany alleged allegedly said to the mom, he's not cut out for this and like never talked to them again. And at one point in the article, it said like they wanted $15,000 and she wouldn't pay it. So then so they're saying like this is all made up. However, I admit this sketch is not appropriate, not funny and creepy. But now just came out L.A. Times accuser to D.A. Arrest Tiffany Haddish and Eric Spears immediately amid allegations. So according to the L.A. Times, she wrote a letter to our district attorney, George Gascon, and she goes by Jane Doe, and she explains that her mother filed a police report regarding Haddish and Spears' alleged crimes in Las Vegas in January of 2020. She claims Las Vegas authorities passed the case along to the LAPD, which has done nothing with this complaint. The letter alleges that the LAPD officer assigned to the case, referred to as Detective Eastbourne, told Jane Doe's mother there are children being molested present day and that their complaint is not a priority. And this um, this matter is is this complexity is required jurisdictional powers and resources to tackle and and the depravity committed by the Haddish and Spears. Okay, so they're saying all that. the brother and I are prepared to speak with investigators, this is Jane Doe speaking, and prosecutors from your office and provide you with irrefutable evidence that subs- substantiates our allegations. Again, according to the LA Times, Haddish's representatives and Spears did not respond. So it's really dark and sad and we don't know what happened. I feel I feel really badly for these kids for a number of reasons in that they, you know, according to them, thought that this was a different acting opportunity, that it was going to lead to other things, that they never heard from her after. And if something of a molestation matter happened, well, then, of course, that's absolutely criminal and horrible. Um, but, I mean, I don't know. It, it's, it's crazy. I will talk a little bit more being an insider of what I think happened. Um, but I had to talk about it on the main show because nobody else probably will. That's a comedian with a podcast because Tiffany Haddish is, is very powerful. And, um, you know, if, if she made a bad choice and just acted in this thing, hopefully she has proof of that too. It's bad, but it's bad. And sometimes I think people just don't think. And then when they're approached by this, they don't have the sophistication to go, okay, wait a minute. I this did happen a few years ago. Looking at it now, seven years later, it is fucking weird and wrong and inappropriate. What can I do to make it better? And I don't think she did that. I think she was like, fuck this shit. I didn't do anything wrong. Leave me alone. I'm not giving you anything. That's what I think. So now she's in this mess. Okay. Kim Kardashian did the cover of Interview Magazine, and it's her ass in a pair of jeans with the jeans going under the butt. And she wore a boy's jock strap, and she has a blonde, platinum blonde, feathered wig from the 70s, and she's bleached out her eyebrows. And people are saying she looks more like Sean and Marlon and White Chicks. And um, it's it's not a look I love, but it's a look that gets us talking about her. So I'm going to say, you know what, if you just did another cover of you in a 
black skims bodysuit and your black hair glistening in the sun and beautiful eyelashes. Who cares? We've seen that a million times. You kind of have to push the envelope and do these weird different looks. And so she does change her look. Now she's white heroin chic from the 70s. David Bowie-esque. I don't know. Um, it's not my favorite look. They show her here. She's wearing um, big pants that you'd wear in prison. So prison chic. Kanye's into homeless people chic. She's into prison chic. I don't know why these two couldn't make it work. I thought of this, and I'm like, you know, she looks like this girl in the movie Foxes. And Foxes is such an old movie, you guys, that I had to look it up because I saw it as a little kid and it scared the shit out of me to become a teenager in the San Fernando Valley. It's with Jodie Foster and this girl, her name was Cherry Curry and she absolutely is doing Cherry Curry's look. Platinum hair, no eyebrows, parted down the middle and um, anyone that remembers this movie, it was like these girls, they were like 16 living in the valley. They wanted to live on their own. I read the Wikipedia and they described each girl and then this one girl, they go... The one girl who's heavy and and <laughs> struggles with her weight, it's like this girl on the end that's like a size four. And I was like, oh, my God. But they, like, gave her glasses and made it like that she was dumpy. And her character in the movie ends up losing her virginity to a seven, a 27-year-old attorney who's Randy Quaid who owns a home that then they throw a party at and destroy it. And he gets really mad at her. But because she slept with him... At 16, he ends up marrying her, and that's how the movie ends. Don't mean to kill it for you. But it's so weird when you look back at these things. But that is the look she's doing. It's not my fave. Um, and, you know, but I, you get, it gets people talking. I mean, she's like, you know, super skinny now. Don't know how she got there, but I heard there's some shots you can take. Okay, Larsa Pippen. She's been spotted dining with Michael Jordan's son, who is 31. I just think it's funny because we know Larsa Pippen, former best friend of Kim, and also um, married to whatever, Pippen the Basque, Scotty Pippen, and Real Housewives of Miami. She's very attractive. She kills it on the OnlyFans. She likes them young. Kind of funny. Oh, wait, here, look, wait, I just went back. Here's the picture of, look, this is the picture of the girl in the movie. Looking so, Kim, absolutely. Whoever put this look together probably came across this movie like a week before because it's very distinct. Okay, Kanye West. I'm going to skip over this because now it's old news. He went crazy on Instagram over the weekend. First of all, he outed that his kids, the school that the kids went to. I'm not going to say it again, but that school my friend's child goes to. The next day, he said, I don't want them to go to that school um, I don't know why Chris gets to decide where my kids go to school. Why? Because she's white. Then Chris wrote to Kanye and was like, please, I'm 67 years old. Can you stop this? And then he would screen grab their conversations and repost it on Instagram. The next day at the school, he's like, I don't want them to go to that school. I want them to go to Donda University, which doesn't exist. That's his a deceased mother's name. And I guess he's going to start his own school. I can't imagine what that would be like. So now Kim was at the school. There was so much security. You'd think the president was coming. And, you know, she probably feels terrible to the school, provided the security, but it wasn't cool. And I thought, my God, all the money in the world, everything you think you gained from being with this guy, what a fucking nightmare to have to deal with him. It just didn't stop. Um, I mean, he just kept going on. 
let me see. I mean, now he's saying, oh, I didn't write them all like the Friends one. But he, I'll, I'll tell you the good ones. He, um, she, then she texted him, Kim, and she was like, can you please keep our personal conversations out of the public? And then he screen grabbed that, put that out there and said, I know you're taking, I know you're texting this from the toilet. And he's like, Kim has a lot of diarrhea. I mean, a lot, like more, why, more than you think. Um, so, I mean, it's just, oh yeah, here was the mom. Okay. So this is what Chris said from my mom. So Kim wrote this, tell him to please stop mentioning my name. I'm almost 67 years old and I don't always feel great. And this stresses me out to no end. And then he goes, y'all don't have to be so over my black children and where they go to school. They will not do playboy and sex tapes. Tell your Clinton friends to come get me. I'm here. I mean, this went on like all weekend and him sharing it and everything. Anyway, then Kanye said someone took my uh, Instagram or whatever and tried to copy the tweet. It's fine. I guess this week he'll be fine. I'm just, it is a lot. And then on top of it, Ray J entered the chat and posted something about how Kris Jenner uh, destroyed his life and introduced him to Steve Hirsch, who was the president of Vivid, who was involved in the sex tape of Kim and Ray J. So tried to get that story out again. And I told you, at this point, I don't think the Kardashians even care about the sex tape. They're like, uh, is it going to stop you from buying skims? No, it's not. Who cares how it began? Who cares what the real story is anymore? I don't even think it's a story anymore. It was a story 14 years ago. They don't care. She'll change her look again in like, you know, six, six or seven months. And then we'll talk about that. So now this is weird and sad. You know the world's worst mother in the world, Lori Vallow, who was accused with her fourth husband of killing her two children. She's on, uh, I think she's waiting trial now. Um, There was a documentary done about it. There's been so much done about it. And the documentary featured her oldest son sharing about his mom, who was this good mom, who then, you know, got into this weird religious mindset thinking that the world was going to end with this guy that she met that was telling her about it. She then, this you know the story of Lori Vallow, so I'm not going to go through it all, but two, her children were killed. The son, who seemed very normal, went on a date with a girl in Mesa, Arizona. She said they were on the couch making out and then he wanted to go further. She said no, no. And he then raped her. She went into the bedroom. She like locked the door, was like, leave me alone, please. It's not what I wanted. Leave me alone. And then I don't know if the next morning or later on, she brought it up to him and she was recording him on the iPhone, just like Jaden and Preston do, recorded it and talked to him about it. And he admitted to raping her. She then took that to the Mesa police and he has been arrested now. Arrested of sexual assault in which there's a recorded moment where he admitted it. And he's all over this documentary coming off like a great guy. Really, really weird turn of events. All right. The drama between Don't Worry Darling is continuing. If you listen to Juicy Scoop, I've covered this. This is Olivia Wilde is the director. She fell in love with Harry Styles, who's in it. Also, Chris Pine is in it and also is Florence Pugh. Pugh. 
And Florence Pugh wasn't going to do any press. She's not a fan of Olivia Wilde anymore. A lot of people speculated on that. Shia LaBeouf was supposed to be in it. She said she fired him. Then Shia LaBeouf proved that she, in fact, didn't. And he shared a video of her pleading for him to stay on the movie set and saying, um, this might teach Miss Flo a lesson or two, which then made us go, wow, Olivia Wilde, you really weren't trying to protect the females on your set. You're, you're a liar. So she's doing these panels. People are asking about it. And she's like, I won't even feed the internet. It's tabloid fodder. It's like, no, it's not. There's a video of you being caught in a lie. So here we are at the Venice Film Festival. There's all this video and footage that looks like Harry Styles is ignoring Olivia Wilde, who is his girlfriend, where she's like, turning, trying to look at him. And that's weird. Then he comes to take his seat next to Chris Pine. And the internet believe that as he's about to sit down, he spit and Chris Pine's clapping. And all of a sudden, Chris Pine looks down at where the spit landed and was like, and people slow moded. I did not see it. I did not see it. And I, then I finally did see it. So there's two schools of thought. One is Harry Styles and Chris Pine don't like each other and the spit was intentional and Chris Pine just tried to keep his cool. The other one is they're actually good friends. This is something like English blokes do to each other. And it's like, oh, I'm going to have a little go at you. And it's all in good fun. There's another viral video going on where um, they, they're asking Harry Styles and Chris Pine about the movie. And Harry Styles is like, well, the movie is like a real movie, like a movie that you want to go see in a movie theater, not a movie that you would sit at home. It's like a, a movie, movie, movie. And there's really funny memes that were put to that where it's like the moment Chris Pine realized, like, why the hell am I in a movie with Harry Styles? Like, because Chris Pine's is a real movie theater, movie star. Regardless of all the drama behind it, I wanted to see the movie before I knew about the drama, just looking at the trailer. And I want to even see it more now. I It is a real movie movie that I want to see at a fancy movie theater with the guy that comes around and serves me like little, you know, Asian tacos and a Chardonnay. If you've got one of those fancy movie theaters, that's what I, that's where I'm going to see this movie. She by Sheree, Real Housewives of Atlanta. They concluded the season and She by Sheree finally had her fashion show of joggers. And what the juicy scoop is, is that these, first of all, she said she didn't have um, she was afraid she only had five pieces of clothing. In the end, she had a real fashion show and everybody congratulated her. And now this guy is coming out, T-Y-R-E is his name, and he says, what kills me is I don't matter how genuine, how honest you try to be with people, they will worry about yourself and play you if you can. The lady, now he goes on to say that she by Sheree didn't have any clothes or style for her fashion show not only was I set altering clothes the day of, but I spent $2,500 of my own money um, to meet the deadline. So he says he was the one that made all the fashions for the fashion show, and she never gave him credit. Then um, we noticed that she, she right, is modeling this, this little set of leggings at a crop top that's long sleeve. That she is charging one thirty four, but you can find the exact same thing at AliExpress, 
or Sheen for like $29, S-H-E-I-N. And on Amazon, it was, I think, what's the price here? I looked it up. It was $26.99 or something. You can get the exact same thing on Amazon. And She by Shrey is putting her name on it. So, you know, if you want to buy something to of She by Shrey that you can wear to one of my shows, do it. But I would pick the least expensive item because you're really paying for whatever name she sticks on it. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Lots of stuff going on. Um, Lisa Renna, a lot of people thought, is she moving because she's dancing around in this room? And the thing that I found was the juiciest scoop is that Lisa Renna, we know she has a beautiful property. A lot of people feel like it's dated. She has these like Mexican paver floors. We don't really see them besides outside. I don't think interior design is what Lisa Renna should go into. She should stick with her lip stuff, which I use and love. I noticed this painting, okay? It was called Sponge Painting. Oh my God, it was so popular that I went and I looked it up. When was it popular? It's called Rag Rolled Walls. Textured painted walls were all the rage around 1998. And I remember all these women were doing it. It's like the same women that are doing charcuterie boards and uh, balloon art for your party, balloon walls, and throwing the pretty pink pillows on the beach for you. That type of mom today that does that as a sidekick, which I think you're super talented. I love it. If you were there in 1998, your creative side would be doing these sponge wall paintings of all your friends' bedrooms. That's what you'd be doing. It was very popular. Anyway, I don't know if she's moving or not, but there's also scoop that she was supposed to get a Hallmark movie, Lisa Renna, kind of like Kyle did. And with all the controversy about Lisa Renna having an unpopular season, the rumor is they are going to do that movie. It's not a Hallmark movie. It's a Peacock movie. So it's all in the family of Peacock, NBC, Bravo. Lisa Renna was supposed to star in this holiday movie. Instead, it's now Garcelle. I don't know if that's true, but that's the rumor. And also Lisa Renna um, wrote someone that had like a meme account and said, I'm sorry, but I am blocking you or I'm not going to follow you anymore because I cannot see any more housewife stuff. I'm out. So people interpreted that as, is she in fact leaving the show? They're about to film the reunion. We still have the rest of Aspen to watch um, of what's going to happen with Kathy Hilton. And, you know, but it's, I don't know. I think what I said on Tuesday, I think she is setting the stage so that if she doesn't get asked back, it seems like it was very much her choice. But I don't think she would ever leave on her own. However, I do think her lip stuff is doing well. But I think she's smart enough to know that once you're off TV, you you do lose a lot of relevancy and a lot of um, opportunity for business. So I don't think she'd leave unless she had to. Um, speaking of Erica Jane, Erica Jane's estranged husband did wire 300000 to the mistress, that's the judge, for a makeover $750,000 oceanfront Santa Monica condo. So I don't know how that would work. I thought it was the down payment. So this was to remodel. So if she doesn't have the 300000 what is she supposed to do? Like mortgage her house? I don't know how they're going to get that. You know, I think it's easier to collect like the $750,000 earrings. 
But if I was Erica, I'd be like, bitch, you better put a listing. I know a girl that can list that house. That's right. Call someone in Mauricio's. What if Mauricio's daughter, once they have their Netflix show about their family's real estate business, she ends up listing the house for the former mistress of Tom Girardi. You're welcome. That should happen so that they can pay back. Um, Dubai. Dubai, goodbye. Okay, more exciting is the, oh my God, the trailer dropped of Real Housewives of Potomac. It looks so juicy because we know Ashley, who is married to the awful Australian, we don't know if he's bisexual, we know he's a cheater, and, you know, there's been lots of stories, but we definitely know he cheated with a stripper. Well, he didn't cheat with a stripper. He brought a stripper back to a hotel room because he was just really tired, and he just wanted to have something to eat, and then he fell asleep, and then she woke up and got him walking around in his boxers. Clearly nothing happened. Anyway, after she had her second kid, she finally decided to divorce him. The trailer looks so good. We see, like, her journey. We see, um, what is her name? The Grand Dame, um, Karen Hugler. She says to her husband, you know we had an agreement that I could have eye candy. When I did my live Juicy Scoop years ago in D.C., and by the way, I'm coming to D.C. with Chris Frangiola, with Giselle and Robin years ago, it came out then that she had a boyfriend, Karen Hooger. And then there was talk that she had, I forgot what they called him, some blue-eyed guy that was her bodyguard. So we're going to find out that her perfect marriage that she just celebrated her 25-year renewal might not be was what she's presented. It's going to be good. I'm very excited for that. Another one of my predictions came true. This one gave me chills. You guys, a juicy scooper wrote me on DM and she said, I've been home alone with my kids a lot this week. So I bought Stitcher and I'm listening to an old episode where you predict Teresa will divorce Joe, then remarry and have a wedding special at 50 years old. I say, can you tell me the date? She said, let me check. This was a show I did in October of 2015. I predicted that. Wow. Chills, you guys. Chills, chills, and more chills. Um, Real Housewives of New Jersey star Margaret Joseph, her ex-husband, Jan, suddenly passed. Um, I think it was sudden. He died. That was very sad. Um, And then Meghan Markle, still an asshole. I did a um, TikTok about it, and most people agreed with me. I also feel Newsweek is wrote something dumb where they just basically they said this okay i saw this in my reels and i was like i had to make fun of it so i made a reel and a tiktok about it i hope you're following me at heather mcdonald but because i was like really just i I did it brave i did it makeup free they wrote the duke and duchess of Sussex attended one world summit in manchester on monday megan said that the young leaders there are quote the future and said that from being a mother, she started to see the world through the eyes of my child. Now, I was just like, really? This is about the, I mean, I made a joke being like so profound, so chills. But really, it's not profound at all. It's like the most redundant stuff. There's nothing that she says. It's like literally she just reads inspirational books and like 
whatever, and then thinks that she can do a TED Talk about it. I'm just saying. But, you know, page six literally writes about her 12 times a day. They write about her 12 times a day. I hope it's working, but who cares? Um, Christina Hack got married for the third time from Flip and Flop. She married the brother of Heather Ray, who is now married to her ex, Terex podcast host. Okay. They had a podcast, they had a podcast together, Heather Ray and Jessica Hall. And, um, Josh Hall is Jessica Hall's brother. They ended up falling in love and getting married and they just had their second wedding of her third marriage. So someone knows how to do it. JLo Jr. over there. They look happy. Um, let me see what else. Justin Bieber, this is sad. He had to cancel the rest of his world tour due to health issues. So that was kind of sad. And then also the weekend um, had to cancel his show after he like sang like two and a half songs. He's like, I lost my voice, guys. I'm sorry. I wonder what happens with that. Let me know. Does, because he did still give a little bit of a show. And I also think about the time that Kanye left the show because Kim was um, he found out that Kim had been held at gunpoint in Paris. Like, if the show starts but ends after 20 minutes, do you get your money back? Because technically there was a show. Your show and you fell. Unless you're Heather McDonald, you did see a 20-minute show. You got to see Justin, and you saw about three minutes of me, and I redid the shows. So I hope that they are as classy as Heather McDonald when she falls on her head, and that you, even though... You got, you know, even though you got to see two songs, you didn't get to see 12. But then, of course, why I felt so bad, and I'm sure The weekend does too, is it's not just about the ticket. It's about um, the gas to get there, the parking, the drinks you paid, the babysitter that you got. God forbid if you flew there. God forbid if you got a hotel room. It's all of that. But look, his voice literally went out. And some people are like, oh, you mean the auto-tune went out? And then other people said, no, I've seen him in um, at other shows. And the guy has really good vocals, and it's absolutely him singing. And also, he might have thought, if I push it, if I try to keep singing, like, I could permanently damage my vocal cords. So a lot of, I mean, I have respect for him, but I do really feel bad for his fans. J-Lo <laughs> and Ben are still out and about. They went to the chili cook-off. This photo was not taken from the chili cook-off in Malibu, but it was even like 95 degrees in Malibu. So I can't imagine that it was fun, but I'm sure there's like a VIP section that they went to that she's dragging them all around. I mean, I can't imagine that Ben Affleck is like, you know what I want to do on the Sunday and Monday of Labor Day weekend? I want to go to a huge public festival and eat chili in 100 degrees. But they were there, and every photo that's taken of Ben that is shared, this one was just like with a fan that ran into him and JLo. And JLo looks really cute. She doesn't look like herself at all. But it's just like he looks so miserable all the time. I, I, I don't, now I almost feel like, is he in on this joke? Like, what the hell is going on? Um, and on ending on a very sad note, this was so horrible. I definitely think we're going to find out more about this crime. This mother of two married teacher who also happened to be an heir of a billionaire industry of her grandfather's went jogging. People witnessed her being thrown into a van 
They did find her body. She is deceased. They do have someone in custody. It's rumors are flying about why this person, why it was such, it seemed like a very much of a targeted attack and that she was killed. And like, what happened with this? Does it have to involve her billions? Does it have to involve her, um, her husband in any way? We don't know. So tragic. She did go out running at 4.30 in the morning. And I am, I don't jog. I don't go out. But women, men, everybody has a right to enjoy their neighborhood and go running. But my God, um, really, really scary, especially when it's still dark out and stuff. So just be really careful out there, um, you know, and just be really aware, really aware of your surroundings. On that note, I hope you enjoyed this show. We have great shows next week. Of course, um, go over to Patreon. I'm going to expound on even more. I'm going to touch up on what I thought about the shows this week and even more of my juicy stuff. Everything is at heathermcdonald.net. Get your tickets to the show and enjoy.